Welcome to the Out There But Not podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Amy. Here you'll find no topic is off the table as we explore spirituality, the paranormal, and our connections with the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Out There But Not. Hey, Amy. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm still a little bit recovery, so don't mind my lovely, sexy, sick voice. <laughs> I apologize in advance, but it gives you guys that raspy, amazing sexual sound for your ears. Who's this sexy-sounding lady? That sounds like a deming frog. Nothing hotter. Anyhow. Oh, my God. So what are we talking about? We're going to talk about ghost hunting. Oh, I love that. Okay. Also, I feel like Amy does not really like the word ghost. I do not. So I think it was pretty awesome that she even just said the ghost. fact that I just said those words. You have inner turmoil. Oh my god. Okay, ghost hunting, or what I refer to for Amy's sake is paranormal experiences. Thank you. So, how do we feel about this? Okay, wait, actually, how do you feel about it? Because there are people that literally go out to seek the thrill and finding haunted houses or haunted locations to connect with the dead. That's true. They do. But you don't have to go to a haunted house just to do that. Okay, elaborate. Well, any house you could do that. Okay, I don't think, I mean, you might argue, but I don't think every single house has like, spirit in it i do believe that people have connections whether it's if they move into an older house people that have lived there before might pop in and out to visit or might just live there still let's not create rules for things okay but like (laughs) it's not rules it's just like is that like a thing no not to me yeah but you live in your own world i really do though (laughs) for the rest of us For the rest of us. I mean, those are all possibilities, though. Those all happen. So when you're talking about, like, ghost hunting, you could go to, like, the old spaghetti factory downtown is haunted. It is? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Why? Is this, like, a thing? Oh, my God. It's 100% a thing. Why? Okay. So in Gastown in downtown Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. In the building of, um, I guess, where the old spaghetti factory is. It's Mm -hmm. so old that it's, like, known especially around like Halloween that people go just to try to experience something. Also, you want to know another location? Yes. Okay. I don't think it's actually called the K. It's the K anymore, but in New Westminster, you know where the K was? Yes. That is a hundred percent. Oh, like a haunted restaurant. Okay. Let me, let me say this. If we want to say the term a haunted house. Okay. Or like a ghost hunting location, like primo ghost hunting location. Going to a place that has history, that is, yeah, like an older location, yeah, they would definitely certainly have more spirits around. Okay. So I'll give you that. Not every house, but I'll say, I, I, right. I'll narrow it down. So, but anything that has had a space that has had trauma or time where we have lots of energetic imprints certainly would have more, and I'm doing like air quotes right now, ghost activity. <laughs> than let's say the average home okay so ghost hunting how do you feel about it eh? 
Mm, well, I have a client who I have done home visits for. Okay. Her home is stricken with spirits. Is it an older home? Yes. And the location, the the actual land that it is on, is near a ley line. What's a ley line? I don't know. A uh, ley line is like an energetic river that is on the Earth's surface. Wait, stop. Energetic river? Like, is that like... Like, you know how... Imagine how a river can... Or like a stream can, you know, work its way around. Okay. Kind of like that. So okay. they're not always straight. It seems really much to me, but okay. Well, it's a thing. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to look that up after. Paranormal activity or spirit yeah. activity is higher in areas that um, do it. Look it up. Look it up, Holmes. Okay, fine. I'm going to. So what is that? That are on or near a ley line. But continue. I'm gonna, while I look this up. Okay. Well, now I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> talking about we were talking about this client that you were at. Oh, ley lines. Okay, hold on. I'll repeat what ley lines are. Mm-hmm. Ley lines are straight ailments drawn between various historic structures, prehistoric sites, and prominent landmarks. The idea was developed, idea, in early 20th century Europe with ley line believers arguing that these ailments... Uh, were recognized by ancient societies that deliberated erected structures along them. But I want to hear, okay, so okay. there's basically this paranormal river that connects <laughs> with, like, right? Like, that's what it is, right? <laughs> I mean, okay. okay, listen. Okay, wait, I'm basically dumbing this down for no, those of us they, that are not. I don't want to say paranormal riffer. I don't know. I feel like that's what it would be. They're, they're energetic vibrations that are stronger in certain parts of the Earth's surface. Ancient cultures knew about these. Um, and so I can feel them. Is it kind of like when you go to like a cemetery and there's you feel lots of energy? Sure. To a degree. Mm, yes. But you'd be surprised how much less energy I feel in a cemetery versus going to the mall. Like, it's worse. You know what I'm talking about? Because So just keep that in mind. But, like, people have a notion about cemeteries. But when we talk about a lot of the times, it can also depend on the location of where they are versus what actually took place there as well. So there's a few different aspects. Um, Also, water is energy. So often um, places with a lot of water energy around property can have that as well. Um, Actually, I have heard that before. mm -hmm. And then also um, certain mountain aspects as well too, because there's a lot of energy when we talk about like the weather that can get stuck by or also like be like shifted by a mountain. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of variables at play pretty much. And this one client that I had, her home was right along a ley line. And so... She had lots of activity. She had just crazy activity around her house. And it was a very old home as well. So what was like the type of activity that was happening? They would move things in her home. You could hear them audibly in her security cameras. An insane amount of orbs. Can I come to this place? This is the home that I want to go to. Oh, yeah. okay. Now it's making sense. Her her home has been investigated, I think, multiple times by paranormal investigation teams. Oh, no way. Very cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really amazing place, but it's not what you typically would think. It looks like, yeah, I guess a regular home. It is older, but it's not But it's not like old. 1901. No, no. I think it was built in the 70s. Okay. Maybe something like that. So when you think of investigating or ghost hunting, I think of sometimes 
people go in and provoke wrongly spirit that's and make them uncomfortable because in some ways i feel like you're walking into their space just Mm -hmm. like you would walk in nobody would like it if somebody just came into their house Mm -hmm. and started like poking the bear so to speak 100 percent. you'd be like who the f is this person and time for you to check out and if you're not gonna leave i'm gonna make sure you want to Right. And a lot of this, I mean, these TV shows as well, you know, getting ratings and having the entertainment are suspenseful, right? Yeah. But generally, my rule with spirit, I mean, this is very general, but an example is if you feed it, it grows. So if I walk into a room with a spirit that's low level, okay, so the, the word low level I use often to describe spirits that vibrate at a certain frequency that you would quote unquote define as a ghost, okay? I'm going to interrupt for a second. When I think of low level... Mm-hmm. Are these two in the same? That low level being not a very friendly or no, no. okay, no. Um, uh, sometimes it can have a negative notion only because a low level energy is a somewhat type of attachment to any noun. So a person, a place, a thing, or even an idea. Gotcha. So it could be seemingly negative to a degree, but people think like. A lot of the times they go, oh, level, oh, that's bad. It's trying to get me in. Mm-hmm. It's only attached to the person, the place, the thing, or the idea. That is its attachment to this physical existence. And so sometimes, let's say a spirit is attached to a place and then you move into it, they might not like that because that's their space. They still see it as theirs. But when people move in, sometimes it's really, it's not uncommon for people to cleanse a home Mm -hmm. or to sage a home. Mm -hmm. Or although I learned just recently as an AKA yesterday that sage completely clears all spirits, but sometimes we don't always want to remove all spirits. Well, I'll say it like this. Sage acts as like an energetic bleach. So if I moved into a new home, if I got a new car, if I, anything that someone or used to have and I want to remove um, or if someone passed away in a home and we want to remove that energy sage is a great you smudge using sage you can cleanse a home using sage can I also ask something it's slightly off Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily ghost hunting but say you move into a home that maybe there was a divorce or lots of fighting around you know that it's not uncommon that energy was left there Mm -hmm. sometimes you can walk and you might find yourself Mm -hmm. in sort of a particular energy that's not yours not everybody's able to actually recognize that but True. something to be aware of if you've moved into a new home you've moved into you got a great deal because it was a divorce situation and you're like yes thank you we got a steal mm-hmm. but you find that all of a sudden now you're starting to argue more with your partner or you're just feeling kind of in a negative space it right. might not actually be yours it might be the energy that was left behind right correct Exactly. And sometimes, you know, even as an example, that energy can affect us. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're angry. All of a sudden you're arguing with your spouse. And then people might think, oh, my God, maybe a house is haunted and it's like causing a curse on us or something like that. So we we make it seem like very like out there when it's really just quite basic. And that's when cleansing can be really beneficial. Yeah. Honoring your space and putting your own energy markers in an environment is very important and declaring it as yours. And so, you know, in this example, if you were to go to a home and use sage... And now you have a blank slate to work with. Yeah. You also do have to be very aware of the markers that you leave in a space, how you feel about living there. Yeah. You know, if you move into some, a place and you're like, oh, I can't stand it here. Oh, I want to paint it or oh, I'm not comfortable. Or, oh, 
that's marker, marker, marker. You're, cre- you're creating these energetic markers all over the place. So I'm going to interrupt for a second. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Ghost hunting and energy hunting. <laughs> that even is well, the same. I mean, again. But like, energy being left behind that was like from the living person. But that's I'm talking about. Exactly. But that's what I pick up on as a medium. And so sometimes like when we do ghost hunting and what I love about the idea of of ghost hunting, a paranormal experience, experience is proof. I like that they're looking to prove like scientifically measuring and showing the world that these things exist. You know, the, have you heard of the kindred spirits? No. Can't remember their names, but they're very respectful. Yeah, respectful. They're very. There's a way to do things, just like with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like really, mm-hmm. whether they're ten or eleven, you have to treat them like with, with they, respect. They, how you would treat a normal human, <laughs> like yeah, you know, if you're going in there to try to disrupt things, you can. You don't have to be that way. No, you don't. And but could, oh, so sorry. That going back to my point. Sorry, is if you feed it, it grows. So if I walk into a room and I'm like, ah, yeah throwing stuff and show me who you are and I'm being all over the top you you can get a very over the top response as well yeah that's for ratings or it seems um the response you get might be evil or malevolent or something like that but were you being evil or malevolent but also on the other point is someone can go in really calmly and get some proof or a response that seems evil or malevolent but that's just like how the spirit engages first right sometimes that's just how I've done many home cleanses where I've come across some really interesting characters that at first are all like all bark you know yeah and no bite and then once I calm down and connect with them on like a I'll say like human to human or like being to being aspect much more is revealed and so when you respect them as a being that's how it must be again when we think about doing like a home cleanse some people use sage and they bleach their whole house but then maybe it's they're still maybe they still aren't happy there maybe there's still a lot of insecurity maybe they're still fighting maybe there's so many variables that leave negative markers around the home guess what you've just created is more negative energy so using something that removes negative mucky energy and maintains the positive energy like palo santo or something like that is really great for like daily use i don't suggest that you sage your house all the time i actually suggest using something like palo santo which will remove the muck the dirty negative energy and maintain the positive and kind of reinforce that it's like it doesn't remove everything but at the same time it lessens it to where the positive outweighs the negative if that makes sense yeah and so for those that are listening like you know i think a lot of people are familiar with saging in their homes it's a very almost be- i want to say it's almost become pretty common it's become incredibly common it's so but when you say i can't even pronounce it what is it palo santo palo santo is actually a piece of wood that's right and so you burn this wood in your home or the space mm-hmm. to help clear mm-hmm. and this is actually probably would this be helpful in ghost hunting like yeah absolutely because then it would it then show and help i don't know would it show that ghost spirit hey i'm coming in peace i only want good i'm not i mean you're right yeah i mean your vibration would show that anyway like the energy that you walk into the space with is what you're giving is really what you're giving but it would certainly would help with encouraging positive energy continuing in the space more or less okay mm-hmm. so one thing i also want to talk about on ghost hunting especially like you can see in all these shows or these youtube channels mm-hmm. and so forth there's different tools yeah 
that people use to connect or to show. It's like an audio recording, yeah, yeah. high frequency, but then, and people will ask questions. And now one thing to note is it does take spirit energy to communicate. That's right. Is it fair to say just because maybe you don't hear or capture something on audio doesn't mean they're not there. That's right. It just maybe they haven't been around for very long as far as in they haven't, I don't know how to say that, they haven't been dead for that long like nope they're new so they're, they're still learning how to no communicate I, like do you know what i'm saying yeah it, it takes a lot of energy for a spirit to manipulate energy okay that's what yeah that's what right I'm and if we think about like this is a great example i often compare the wind to how we think about spirit moving things or being able to engage with our physical environment like electricity or literally physical items yeah we think about like a windy day yeah you can feel it on your face but maybe your hanging plant might not move so much but you can feel that it's like a little windy yeah just a little with enough wind your hanging plant could be blown off you know and go flying right so that's the same rule with spirit if they gain enough energy they can move things i've seen them physically move things yeah they can touch you they can there's lots there's lots of ways, but they also have to gain energy as well. So they also hang out, hence like ley lines and things like that, in places that have a lot of energy that they can, you know, feed off of or manifest from. Right. It's a way of them engaging with our physical environment because they are likely attached to a person, place, thing, or an idea. And those are the low level spirit. Higher level spirits um, that just vibrate at a higher frequency. We could get into that. What would we call them? angels higher ascension guides your your spirit guides and even loved ones who have passed on so sometimes spirit that vibrate a little higher they don't need as much energy to connect okay so it's easier for them to connect Mm -hmm. so what about so we talk about there's different tools when you're ghost hunting but I've even seen where there's lights like I guess people yeah markers right and then they'll say if you're here, so-and-so, we recognize uh, we're just here to communicate with you, maybe get your story told. Mm-hmm. Can you light up my lights that I have placed here? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom, they'll, they light up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, they're communicating, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and I think it's really common where a lot of people have had things where their lights flicker mm-hmm. or... And you're like, no, I have no idea why. I, my brother's an electrician. Oh, so I know. So a funny thing for me is like when lights would flicker, my brother would be like, no, it's just that. <laughs> or no, it's just that. And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So if you're, what are the things to do if you're ghost hunting? And what are the things you shouldn't? Well, we don't provoke spirit. Now listen to that, people. If you are, like, trying to go have an experience, being respectful and kind and not provoking, you'll have a way better experience, but you'll make sure that you leave that home or that place the way that it should be. Is that fair? Without Mm -hmm. making things worse, Mm -hmm. ideally. Yeah, and go in with the intention to connect with high-level spirit. Protect yourself. Use how protection. do you protect yourself? 
Well, to be honest with you, this is kind of, this is a whole bag of chips on its own. Okay, but if you were to give like the Coles Notes version, what are like, what's one thing that you could do to protect yourself? Is it just mindset going in? Yes, and purposefully opening and closing before and after you engage in an environment like that. Because if you go, if you're um, energetically quite open and you go to a place that has a lot of low-level energies that can form attachments to, again, a person, place, a thing, or an idea, you could take something home with you. So how do you rid it? And so how do you make sure you don't take it home with you? There, well, I would say as simple as doing like a Palo Santo smoke bath afterwards. Um, you could use certain types of crystals for protection. I would recommend also identifying with a certain mantra that you feel protects you mm -hmm. before and after. And, you know, go with a medium or go with someone safe because, you know, if you're going in, like this isn't, there's no funny business here, you know? Like if you're going into a place and you're just like, like again, like even the idea of Ouija, Ouija board. Well, don't get me started on Ouija. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, you're going to do go... not Ouija board people. No, absolutely. You do not want to Ouija. Well, again, you Ouija only picks up low level vibration, low level spirit. So you enter, you you allow a lot of attachment forming energies around you that are again. These are spirits, not that they can't move on, but they are attached. And so, why would you want to mess with that? It's a curiosity killed the cat don't is really, <laughs> don't. really the idea. But yeah, I think paranormal experiences are certainly something that I value because there's nothing more beautiful than someone going, oh, wow, that's amazing because spirit could do some pretty amazing stuff. And so I do love people feeling like there's proof more or less. Uh -huh. But at the same time, though, I mean, I've used a spirit box. I know I've I know how they work. I've used... I've used. You that. have a spirit box. I do. Oh my gosh! So when we do our ghost hunting, yeah, but okay, sorry, I'm the spirit right? box. I know, I know, I know. I know. But wouldn't it be cool if we did the spirit box so we could even when we do our like podcast live, we can share to those that are not the spirit box, aka a medium, mm. to physically actually hear something back. Uh, yeah, we can try it. Yeah, we can certainly try it. I mean, I just think that's so cool. It is. It is cool. Technology and electricity or electronics provide us proof and validation to a certain degree. But you know, it's kind of funny where like if something really scary happens to you or like, like you had something crazy happening in your day and then you go home and you say, oh my God, you guys have no idea. And then this happened and everybody looks at you and they're like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. And you're like, no, but it was crazy because you experienced it. Yeah. And so you know what you, how you felt before it happened and then after it happened, you had that crazy experience. But to the other person, they're like, wow, yeah, that is crazy. Like, you know, but they don't really feel the fear or feel the adrenaline like you felt. Spirit gives us that authorization all the time. We just don't accept it because we feel like we need validation somehow, even though it was our own individual experience. So using a spirit box, I been disappointed in it because I realized I'm like well I can talk to them way easier than this tool and the proof I have isn't with me and my my connection I get that but I just mean for people that no, no, don't I have the same ability it would be it would be really a cool thing for us to do that it just I mean you don't need the validation but it also <laughs> I, I know I'm just like great. sitting here like okay fine yeah but I just mean for those that are not as have the same ability. I'm always all about validation for people as long as they know that it's an internal validation yeah see. agreed we just want to do a quick little chat about this mm -hmm. leading up to 
we are going to be doing. Yeah, we'll do it. And we're going to record while we're doing it. Okay. We'll do it at night. Can you handle this? Yeah. Are you going to be scared? No, I won't be scared. I just will have probably a bunch of shit happen to me. And then I'll be like, I opened the door to all this craziness. I knew what I was getting into. It'll be okay. I'll show you. I know. We should record it. Yeah, all right. We will. We will record it. We should video record it too. Okay. Let's do it. All right. I didn't even realize it was like its whole own world until fairly recently, actually. It really is. Like, there's a lot of curiosity around it. We're going to go and explore it deeper, even though Amy has all her own experiences, but that's why we're going to bring yeah, let's do it. you along. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Okay.